podcast called pint of comics but tonight i am guest hosting navel gazing the valley independent podcast we are here to talk about sci-fi at the strand but let's start off with a little word from our sponsors this podcast is sponsored by valleygivesback.org that's correct it shouldn't be a surprise that when you pass away none of your assets go with you whether you have a will or not your assets will be distributed sometimes not how you would like why not make a plan? Your plan can include your favorite relatives, friends, and maybe a nonprofit or two supporting causes that you care about. Ask a trusted advisor about plan giving options. Plan for a gift that keeps on giving. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. Yeah, how you like that golden voice? I Beautiful. Love the voice. I, I love the fact that we're here to talk about He-Man and TMNT, and we started off with a very real and sobering look at our own deaths. Listen, uh, <laughs> listen, why you got a bad mouth by one sponsor I have? I got Marini on here. He's not advertising. He's sponsoring. The, he's all over Facebook with the sponsored posts. It's now never I'll be cutting this out. Advice. No, it's never bad. Never bad time. So, Carlos, or I'm sorry. So, Eugene, I'm here with you. You are the, no, the normal host of the, uh, the Valley Indie, but you kind of brought me in because I might have a little bit more uh, street cred when it comes to these, uh, these fun little things. We've got your uh, your partner in crime, Brian Spears. Please, Brian, say the words I love to hear when you first come on a podcast every time. Hello, hello. That's it. And uh, we've got John Marini. John is the guy who is putting on the event and uh, the events prior as well called Sci-Fi at the Strand uh, that we'll be talking about tonight. John, how's it going? Very good. Thank you guys for having me. So on November 20th, which is uh, from the time of recording a week uh, from tonight, it's Saturday of next week. Uh, at 7 p.m., you've got a double feature going on at the Strand Theater in uh, nearby Seymour, Connecticut. Um, and uh, it's two movies from, well, one from the 80s and one from the 90s, technically, really close together. But they both have something uh, pretty, I guess, um, the, the baseline is very common. We've got toys, cartoons, comic books, all that good stuff. What movies are you going to be showing next week at the Strand? Yeah, so I think we got two of the best uh, 80s, 90s toy lines. Um, the, the cinematic debut of both of those lines, Masters of the Universe from 1987 and the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. All right. So I want to go right off the bat to the two guys who are only talk about Columbo and uh, No Country for Old Men. Columbo. I'm going to ask. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. I'm going to talk. I'm sorry. I meant to say Serpico. I want to talk to uh, Eugene and Brian. Eugene and Brian. Brian, have you ever at any point in your life watched a Masters of the Universe? Uh, well, the film watched a cartoon or played with one of the toys. Was there ever a point in your life? I've watched the movie like a hundred times. I've never owned or maybe played with toys. With I was sort of kind of growing out of it. Uh, so, and I've never seen the cartoon. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure I've seen the cartoon, like coming home from school or something, but no, it was not a show I watched. All right. Eugene, now, before we went on, you mentioned 
Don't because don't. Behind, hey, that was off. That was off the record, Amenta. Oh no 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 no! You mentioned it, so I'm bringing it up. You mentioned that on a spirit just lied. I'll tell you that. You, I never had. Yeah, but we, you were you're, you're, we're the same age. We grew up. We played in the same sandbox as kids, and I had plenty. I had he. It, it, the thing about He Man to me, my experience with it. I'm not going to call it Masters of the Universe, and I hope that doesn't get me in trouble with the naming convention or, or whatever. To me, it's He Man. Okay. Uh, it was right after Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian comes out, right? I'm the youngest of, uh, I, got, I got four older brothers. Conan O'Brien, uh, Conan O'Brien, well, that too. Conan the Barbarian was a dare to sit through. It was ultra-violent. You know, James L. L. Earl Jones turns into a snake and introduced the world to Arnold Schwarzenegger, at least the people living in my world. And to me, you know, He-Man was that. It was a license to be violent with your toys, right? Because He-Man had like an axe and it was just, it was Conan the Barbarian. And that's what He-Man uh, meant to me. So I did have, I had, you know, whatever that, the castle that John has in the background, John Marini has in the background. I had the original version of that. I had, you know, the thing with the microphone, the terrible microphone. I had Skeletor, Beastman. Beastman was the man. Because to me, he was like George the Animal Steel. So like... <laughs> You know, I, He-Man was sort of a big deal. I, but then I just remember it was the same thing like G.I. Joe. You go from He-Man and G.I. Joe into those cartoons, and they were, they were just, ugh. I mean, even as a kid, I was like, these are unwatchable. See, I, I, I loved all that as a kid. John, uh, you obviously, behind you, everybody can't see it. But you obviously you you're a fan. You have the, the oh no, they'll, we're doing doing this on video as well. I probably should have oh, mentioned that. Sorry, okay. we'll do it both. We're doing it all. all right. So, we, so then people can see that John obviously is filled in a room filled with uh, MOTU stuff. Um, so, was this something? This double feature was this something that uh, that was like an itch you particularly wanted to scratch? Like, oh, I've got to show this movie. I've got to show these movies because of a love for that stuff. Yeah, you know, right after the Godzilla movies, and of course, you may remember we did a string of Godzilla double features. You know, I think right after Godzilla, Masters of the Universe was sort of the next biggest thing for me. And I grew up uh, with with some sort of variation of Skeletor, right, in my room at all times from maybe like four or five years old and on. So we, we, I definitely wanted to get to He-Man and uh, pairing it with Ninja Turtles seems like it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like a, a kind of a decade apart, but the same phenomenon. Yep. Like in Masters of the Universe 82, Turtles, toys and movies, early 90s, but the comics, you know, mid mid 80s but the comics were much more well, adult, much darker to begin with. But they were both, if you really think about it, these incredible phenomenons that like broke down each wall. The cartoons were hits. The toys were hits. The movies, uh, Masters of the Universe, not so much. Turtles, the original one, was one of the highest uh, indep grossing independent movies of all time. I think it point. was uh, the, the, the movie that surpassed it was The Blair Witch. Yeah, we, we did an episode on Pine of Comics about Turtles, and that was something that I don't even think I had known. I hadn't seen it in years, but that Blair Witch was the one that took over from that yeah. point. Like, yeah. whatever budget it was, that type of thing, it was in a similar, like, you know, low-budget type range. Both indie films, which is the interesting Yes, thing, indie film, both, yeah. both toy lines were earth-shattering toy lines, making huge, huge money, and yet had difficulty getting to the uh, into the movie theaters. Re really had to have uh, independent... Uh, uh, um, film uh, companies take chances on those lines. And for Teenage I, Ninja Turtles, it really, really worked. 
1988, I went to a, a horror convention, or, or yeah, I guess it was a horror convention back then. It horror um, uh, Fanicon in Albany, New York, and I met the guys that drew or created uh, somewhere. I have like them drawing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle for me. Eastman I had no Lea. idea what it was. I just like yeah, East yeah Eastman and Leia yeah, um, yeah. So I met those guys, but that's that's my realm of uh, Ninja Turtles too. Ninja Turtles. I was definitely too old for Ninja Turtles. Yeah, well, I just remember what. So the the uh, Master of the Universe came out in '87, uh, right? I mean, you know, I think I guess we were kind of young then. But I remember, like, you I know, I, I go see the Untouchables. Movie, I've never seen it to this day. Years. I've never seen either of these. But I'll judge seen, them. Uh, um, but I'll judge them. I, I would watch uh, Master of the Universe in the shop. In a, like, I want to know, working. did anybody ever do like a study of some kind that found a correlation between like the the uh, explosion of steroid use in the 80s and He-Man? Like, right? Because I just, uh, Brian, I remember the guys we went to high school with. You know, it was kind yeah. of a wealthier area. They'd all, the parents would buy the memberships Everyone to the gym me, yeah. and they were all on steroids. And- Half of them were, were hospitalized by the time we were 21. I blame He-Man. I don't think it's He-Man's fault. It's probably Schwarzenegger's fault. Although I do know tons of stuff, but I don't know if we'll bring it up on this thing about the, the, the making of, yeah, like the making oh. of the, uh, yeah, the, the whole process of getting uh, Masters of the Universe made was something of a whole that's that's a whole movie and a whole podcast there also it's explored on uh what was those those canon docs electric yes. boogaloo yep uh it's a good yeah, got I, a good it's got a good uh it's got a good run there and i both and i want to say the magazine cine fantastique they did a full-time like did a whole issue on uh ninja turtles which i read because that was the henson company created all the the Ninja Turtles, um, and uh, they had a full art, like full magazine devoted to that. And I believe Masters of the Universe got quite a bit of press just because of its uh, fantastical elements. Although both of those movies, I don't know. I mean, I didn't have cable. I think all you guys probably grew up on cable. I think those two movies also played because a lot of people I know are more like fanboyish to them because they were just on cable like when they were growing up like the, the, the specifically those movies well and they're they're also uh, you know they're they're kind of opposed because masters of the universe was was pretty much a flop and uh was running out of money by the end of the them producing the movie and turtles was a runaway hit um john what is what is the order because the night is called i have the turtle power i'm assuming is it masters of the universe going into turtles yeah, so we have some choices there, right? We're going to begin with Ninja Turtles. Oh, and okay. The idea Ooh. there is that, you know, a lot of... Why are you guys of, acting like that's shocking? I don't understand. <laughs> well, in terms of, you know, I think you usually put the, the last movie of the night is usually the one that probably is going to draw the most, right? It's the closer. And uh, the same thing that Larry does the shows. And I'll say definitely, you know, Larry's a big inspiration in his cult classics, right? I think um, if I had the Strand, which is sort of the, the house brand at the Strand, right? Because this is directly really sponsored by the Knights of Columbus. So what we do is it's a complete nonprofit. Everything that we make goes right back to charity in the Strand. But I will say we're sort of the battle toads to cult classics Ninja Turtles, or maybe the Beastmaster to, to his Conan. Um, so same idea though, right? Where we looked at, you know, usually it's the show closer 
Um, but here, whoa, whoa, with, slow down there, Speed Racer. <laughs> speed Racer. Drop. Here with although, although Beastmaster. Are you going to say Beastmaster is superior to Conan? I would no, say no, Beastmaster no, 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 superior no. to Masters of the Universe. Yeah, I was going to say it's definitely but I've never superior seen to Masters. You've never seen Masters of the Universe, Eugene. No, man. I can, I, 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 here, here. And, and here's, here's, with the figures. here's why. Let her go. I don't think so. No. Dolph Lundgren is dead behind the eyes. I think the shark in Jaws gives a better performance. I'm talking the rubber one, Bruce. Than Dolph oh, it's, it's a, has. The thing is, Eugene, it's a subtle performance. You really have to dig into it to understand. But <laughs> it's really a good opportunity. We are we do have two sponsors for this show, um, uh, the Archive and Vinegar Syndrome. And a while back, Vinegar Syndrome put out a really great oh, wow. um, edition of Beastmaster. And an awesome, they, they're known for their slip covers, but this one's really something. Um, it's just a shout out for Vinegar Syndrome, but they really did this movie justice. I don't know if they're ever going to tackle Masters of the Universe, but um, no, this a very good movie, Beastmaster. But usually, well, you put, I think the showstopper last. But here with these and Godzilla too, a lot of kids will go to these movies, and it really surprised me with the first Godzilla double feature. It seemed like thirty percent of the audience were kids. So I realized that you, the, the movie they're most interested in needs to come first. And right. my guess is they're probably going to be a little more familiar with Ninja Turtles. And we don't want to make them stay into the, you know, the end of the night, you know, past, the, you know, nine, 10 o'clock um, to, to wait up for what they're looking for. The more core Dolph Lundgren. Last. Yeah, I, you so don't Dolph, want to expose Dolph kids last. to Dolph Lundgren after like nine o'clock, particularly that performance. Yeah, I did a movie with, uh, I did, I did a makeup. No, I did a makeup on. I did a makeup on Frank Langella. I he loves that up, movie. He I never brought it. up Masters of the Universe. Frank Langella loves Masters of the Universe. He champions it. He says that he did it for his kids, and that listen, we talked about the band the whole time. Let's just say he's very familiar with Woodstock, so he might not have been in his right mind when he made that interview. Okay, but he's done it more than once. He he has never thrown that movie under the bus. I just found um, out today that that I thought that was Robert Loggia in Masters of the Universe in that horrible <laughs> mask. I just found out today it's Frank Langella. Frank Langella. There's um there's a lot of people in it. Um, the guy who plays Principal Strickland, whose name's evading me. Yeah, but they're all be, they'd the all be at a chiller convention thirty years ago. Like that's what's so fun about that. I looked it up. Up. They're all. I mean, all right, all right. Courtney Cox, I guess, is a well known person. But back then, you know, it was the dancing in the dark video days there's some dude that was on a star trek and my mother's soap opera tom paris the guy who played tom paris yeah, Voyager. Come on, yeah he's the boyfriend and uh and the other one is um well, meg uh, what's her name meg foster with the with the blue eyes and like uh, what, she's, what evil, did, she's evil in did, did she shoot this the same time as they live i mean think about the uh i mean they live came was, out the same year no 88 they live was 88 yeah oh, all right guys sorry it's okay it's all right. So that that's it makes sense that you're putting turtles first, but out of your personal fandom, John, what of the two films are you looking forward to seeing on the big screen more? You know, I saw both of these when they did their initial run, right? So 87, I saw Masters of the Universe. Um, and I saw Ninja Turtles. And I remember the line for that movie, the Ninja Turtles movie, was around the theater. And I I have not seen either of them in a theater sense. Um, I've probably seen Masters of the Universe a couple more times. Um, but probably Masters of the Universe. Yeah. 
They're prime masters of the universe. Um, in terms of, you know, the first time I've seen it in a theater since I was a kid, I think that'll be uh, kind of neat to check out. And from your uh, fandom as a kid with Masters of the Universe, do you have a particular favorite figure? Was like, obviously, we know Cart, we know Eugene was a Beastmaster guy, or um, I'm sorry, Beastman guy. Were you a Mossman guy? Were you a Stinkor guy? Who, who were you into? So Skeletor was really big, right? And, you know, there's so many different variations of Skeletor, so we even pick some out, right? He is so an attorney guy, here. so Skeletor, Battle that makes armor, sense. Battle armor, oh, look at that. Over here, right? With the rolling barrel in his chest, With the, right? Yep, it changes to show the, oh, the battle yeah. damage. And then you got, uh, there was a 2000s version of Skeletor. Oh, there we go. Oh, that was the, that was the stylized. Little yeah, right. Todd McFarland. And not really well known, but uh, there was actually Skeletor goes to the dentist. <laughs> what is that? What was that? Wow. That looks like the guy from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Ash? Crossover with Molar. Mo the attorney. Wow. I did. I have never heard of this. this was this like a uh, HasLab thing? Or Wait, can you, one of the. What um, are they doing in that in that uh, box? They're at the so dentist. This is, yeah, this dentist. He's a dentist taking Skelter's tooth out. And if you could, if you take a look, Skelter is missing a tooth over there. So. That is disturbing. That's crazy. Molar. Well, my, you know, it's and it's not all about He-Man and Skeletor. So my kids have their favorites, right? And they're this is one of the originals. So this is the original uh, Cobra Khan, one of the okay. Snake Men, right? You would shoot so water this, out. Uh, this actually has an action feature. Um. Yeah, and my kids are saying they want to demonstrate it, right? So, so the Cobra Khan shoot your dad with water. The, yeah, you fill him up with water, and you want to. Or they want to demonstrate him with a toy, all right? So we got Manny faces over here. So this is another original one, right? Oh yeah. wow! His uh, his power was to change his face. So George, you want to come? Kind of come. You got to come in, all right? So you're gonna spray uh, Manny faces. Show him how it works. No, oh yeah! <laughs> that's, that's nice. <laughs> Good job, George. So. So, I mean, all these toys had some gimmick, right? Whether it's spraying water, or turning their head. Um, Larry, uh, Larry Dwyer always mentions uh, Mechanek, you know, the guy with yes. the long uh, head, and here he is. Now, are the, the ones you're pulling out that aren't the updated versions, like, you know, like you said, you have the Super 7 Skull Mountain and our Snake Mountain, and you have, like, you showed the, the, the McFarlaneized version. The yep. ones you're pulling out now, are those from your original collection? These, this is my original Cobra Con from... Who knows, 85, 86. Wow. The same thing with Manny Faces, 84, 85. So the problem was with these toys, they're not very durable. They would snap. Well, once they went to my kids, they became much less durable. Mm. And let's say I lost maybe 50% of my collection once George and Anthony uh, got their hands on them. But, um, you know, the. Huge and I made a. Huge uh, and I tried to make a uh, zombie. I don't know, a Godzilla stop motion movie, and we wound up burning and lighting most of our figures on fire. Can, can you please point out that was like an 11th grade, though? Why you're you making it sound like it's like last I, week. Uh, well, I mean, come on. No, it wasn't. Well, <laughs> we had the Godzilla yeah. that fired the, uh, he did the, the, the tongue of fire, and he, and he fired his, uh, his hand. That really old one, which I saw at a horror convention, was for like 600 bucks or something ridiculous. I, I, I had that one. That was a, a part of the Shogun Warriors line. You didn't set yours on fire? No I, no, I wish I had kept it. I wish I had kept all my toys. Uh, I kept the I, baseball I, cards, which was, you know, gypped. I, I was I was a big blame Reaganomics. I was a big G.I. Joe fan, and I, I'm I'm one of the uh, the kids that was lucky enough to have the USS Flag, which was the seven and a half foot long aircraft carrier. Oh wow! Um, what, what were you rich? It was come from money. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. I, I was more. It was more. I think my parents were. Uh, what's the word? Um. Uh, 
you know, like they wanted a, you to have a friend. Yeah, you know, you, you need a friend. Here's your your seven and a half foot long uh, aircraft carrier. But it was incredible, and uh, those things go for thousands of dollars now if you can get them. Even used ones, they're they're hard to find. What um, Netflix has the Toys That Made Us series, mm, and I think yeah. they have a spotlight on that, right? Yeah, um, yeah, that's amazing looking. It like fills up your room, right? Oh, it's like I, a room I, I grew up in a small apartment complex, and my room for like the whole year I had it set up. I had to walk around it in three spots to get in and out of my room, to get to my bed, to get to my closet, to get out of the room. It was totally impractical, but it was it was awesomely cool. Awesomely cool. What so do you John, guys? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. I was just going to say, while we're talking real quick, let's give everybody an update as to where they can go to get tickets for this thing, uh, because that's what we want. We want people to check this out to go and see this and uh, why don't we throw one out early where, where can people go john to get yeah, your so the easiest way is run on facebook sci-fi at the strand we have an eventbrite link on the page also you can go to strand theater the main web page you'll see a link there um if you don't have the uh internet you're probably not watching this right now no uh, but if someone's told you about i'll this, be shouting it out my window later to the strand theater itself uh, or even guitar fixer Bob, who doubles as a ticket salesman, uh, a la the old Ticketmaster. He's like the t- yeah, guitar fixer Bob's like the Ticketmaster. It's like yeah, a the, Simpsons. I'm in a Simpsons episode. <laughs> <laughs> is, that the, you, is that the guitar place right next to the Strand? It is. It is. And he sells tickets there. I right. didn't know that. And he will also sell tickets. Exactly. The and Valley the Indy has an office there. I'll be selling edibles for people who want to go in and watch <laughs> Masters of the Universe, so it makes sense. No problem. The first hundred tickets sold, those purchasers will also be leaving with a free event poster designed by Chris Butler of Chris Butler Designs, who does a lot of awesome horror, um, uh, monster movie, sci-fi posters. Um, and, that looks uh, awesome. This is thanks to both Chris Butler and also our friends from Weirdo Wonderland oh, okay, who helped yep. put this together. Very so we're going cool. to be giving this out to the first uh, free for, to the first hundred uh, ticket purchasers. Uh, when you buy your tickets, your name is on the list. So when you check in, you'll be given your poster. Um, and in addition to that, we will also be having a raffle. We have and your in the entry in the raffle is completely free with your ticket. You'll be entered. And at the halfway point between the two shows, we'll be giving away prizes like uh, my kids are supposed to hand me the prizes, but now they're going on to something else. That- <laughs> Help this, they're going to start throwing stuff at him in a the second. versions of uh, Skeletor and He-Man, which are actually oh, wow. really close to the original ones. Look at that. Right. Definitely and, juicing. Uh, bring in probably the, what is, whoa. one of the grand prizes. Oh, a battle cat. A battle armor, oh, wow. He-Man, and battle cat set. Although battle cat is not in the movie. That was a big disappointment to anybody who was a kid. He got cut. Myself that was watching that. Why, does he, why are there two heads for He-Man there? He's grimacing. A lot of these, the new figures come with interchangeable heads. That's creepy. And, so, and I think one of the, the most important things is, as you talked before about Larry's shows, is this is all for like a very cheap price, correct? The tickets are what? Yeah, $12, I think, plus the, plus the shipping for 12. two movies, a raffle. Um, first hundred, get the free poster. And of course, we, we also do trailers, which we'll try to theme around the movie night. So maybe other, you know, cartoon uh, movies, cartoon lines that got their own movies, uh, like the uh, G.I. Joe movie, which was actually a pretty dark cartoon movie. Yeah, Transformers was as well. Absolutely. Transform- Transformers. And that's a, a big one. My kids hey, have they ever love, made love, 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 original Transformers movie. Have they ever made a good toy cartoon movie? 
Because, uh, I mean, not the ones that you guys listed, but I mean. Well, you know. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't dislike Masters of the Universe, the film. I, I, I think it's different, but it's, it, it, you know what? First of all, as a comic book fan, this is why this is why I got John to host this. I was like, all right, listen, need yeah. who listen, shares I mean, John Marini's I mean, love of bad yeah. cinema? Listen, okay, Amenta. First, first of all, comics. The director Gary Goddard went out of his way to try to get Jack Kirby. I know well, that name doesn't mean it. He went out of his way to do a few others. Yeah, right. right. He's like, uh, let, let, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's keep this on 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 the up and up. Noted pervert. He yeah. went to later. Let's keep this yeah. on the up and up. We ask Anthony Edwards. He went out of his way to try to get Jack Kirby to do the designs for the characters. You got William Stout. You know, you who Jack William Kirby Stout is? is a William Stout, uh, the production designer from Return of the Living Dead, also worked on this. Right. He, he was a big production designer on this. Jack Kirby did not end up doing anything, but he did some preliminary designs that they kind of based some of the stuff on. Some of the bad guys have like these like floating uh like sky uh, like like sleds and those are kind of based on a lot of jack kirby fourth world stuff there's some actual interesting things going on in this movie i i watched it a few years ago and we've actually talked about doing an episode of pine of comics um one of our trash episodes because it is considered trash i'll be honest i don't think this is a trash movie i think there's a lot going on there and i think the story behind the movie alone as uh, as you alluded to brian is amazing. Oh, it's like, fascinating. It's fascinating how this, I mean, they literally wanted, uh, they were, they just ran out of money or, or you would have, uh, Dolph, Dolph would have been dubbed because he can barely speak English. Like contractually, they had to give him three attempts to do his dubbing. It is a fascinating, they, it's a fascinating performance to watch. Cause yeah, it doesn't, it seems like he's not, he's just saying things to say them. Like he doesn't, it's not like he's acting. He's like, Oh, I have to say um, some, a few American words now. And, and and he's, this is very early in his career too. It's very early. Oh yeah, really early. Because he went on to such heights, not to such heights, but he's still around forty, you know, thirty years later. And this is right yeah. after Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Oh my God! So, Can I mean, you I, believe Rocky Four sold out movie theaters this weekend? What's happening? You know, they cut the robot out of it entirely. Apparently, like, is what I heard. Oh, really? They cut the robot but out. It was entirely. never a good movie. Well, who who's asking? All right, here's my question. It was always a good robot, though. Yeah, it was. Robot, it's yeah. Robot. It's, 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 I'm waiting for the Pauly. I just want one Pauly's origin story. Give me the whole Pauly HBO prestige series, all about Paul. Of, of course, of course you do. So, he's <laughs> the most compelling character in there. Who's better in Rocky Three than Pauly? But uh, like, what there is this? I mean, this is probably both these movies are probably a hoot to see in a theater, right? Especially in 2021. Uh, love them or hate them, they're they're fun to watch with a group of people. I assume, but like, what is going on? What is this whole nostalgia for movies? You could argue that were probably better off being left in the dustbin of history. Like vinegar syndrome just releases and, and gussies up and makes a big deal. And people get excited about these terrible movies being released. Like what, where did that come from? Like I, I what's the motivation there? The motivation is, is that they're finding whether you think it's a terrible movie or not, and whether it is a terrible movie, there's always somebody out there that loves it. So they're, they're reproducing these things probably in smaller numbers than you would find in like a best buyer somewhere. And they're getting the people like John pulled out Beastmaster, right? Beastmaster to many people is a garbage movie, but to many people, Beastmaster is uh, a, a very greatest John Amos movie. Oh, they they oh, watched yeah. it on HBO and they held, they held it tight to their bosom, See, but that doesn't make it a good movie. Is, 
I think there's a lot of, uh, I think it has to do with, again, I didn't have cable. So that's why I had to like rent, you know, dog day afternoon. I had to watch Serpico. Like I, it wasn't on TV where like, so I, I never saw either one of these guys in their theatrical runs. And these weren't movies that like played in my childhood until I, I didn't see these movies until I was, dare I say, in my 20s. So it's like what we're saying is literally cable, the advent of cable. We were like in the Matrix. They would just they just shove that into our heads, and now we have this collective love of all okay. movies that would probably be forgotten otherwise if we didn't see them in our childhood. There is a commercial on. Two John something look angry right now. There, there's a commercial on right now, and it's where people uh, they're 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 trying to figure out what to watch on TV, and they're scrolling through and they're saying stuff. At the very last thing, they go, oh, Saved by the Bell. And they put on Saved by the Bell. This is a dude like my age on a couch with his wife, and they're like, Saved by the Bell. I wanted to shoot myself just after that commercial. You're not, but you're not everybody's you. Not everybody is, I only watch, you know, Robert De Niro in 1972 to 1976 performances. Not, not, not everybody has discerning you. taste, you're saying. Like, yeah, I know this okay. country, this America would be way better if people were like me. Wait, what are we running from? I think we're, we're, that's the question. It's what so are we all collectively running hour. from? It's so, right. the last hour I, I tried to find something to watch and I kept Robert De Niro as some grandpa, angry grandpa kept coming up. And I was like, yeah, I can't watch this. I can't watch. You that's know, actually like, not that bad. All right. Well, I'm All right, not well, sitting I, alone in the dark I, watching that. I, I want to go back to John for a second, and I want to kind of shift gears because we talked about Masters of the Universe quite a bit, but I want to switch it over to uh, Turtles. Now, your age, whatever your age is, you saw Turtles in the theaters, you said, but was your 52. fandom... 52, sure. It, it, it was, was your fandom for Turtles anywhere near what your fandom for, uh, for MOTU was. So I was born in 1980. Right. So by the time Ninja Turtles came out, it was sort of at the end, I think of, of, of of that. Um, But the cartoon was everywhere. So when I was like 10, 11, I remember the cartoon being out, the toys were everywhere. No, I don't think it matches for myself. I don't think it matches, you know, getting those toys when I was a little kid, like four or five years old. But um, it was, I mean, when the turtles were popular, Again, being in, you know, fifth, sixth grade, right? You saw it everywhere. So there's that familiarity with it. And it's kind of neat to see it's still popular. Or at least I think, guys, is it still popular? So my, 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 they ruined it with the new cartoon. So my children who uh, just turned 12, they tell me that it was ruined with the newest uh, cartoon. Where was the newest cartoon? cartoon What was the newest cartoon? It was. So a Nickelodeon was, version of the cartoon, so right? Is it like a computer? Oh, okay. There was a animated one, and then maybe like the, 2017, they switched it and made a whole different story. So they said there was a computer animated version. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one they don't like? It's the one they don't like. It was no, kind of dark, though, right? Wasn't it? Oh, they like they liked that version. And, then, and, like, and not the and other then one. And they switched it to an animated one and stopped doing the other one. And then. Mm. It died. Then it died out. Yeah, tur- turtles. I mean, masters. Masters of the universe has had a resurgence in the last couple of years because the Kevin Smith show on on Netflix oh, and the toys right that. now. The toys right now are, are are a big thing again. You you can't go into a Target or Walmart without seeing like the to- some of the toys John just showed before. And there um, was a doc, and- wasn't there? A doc on the making of uh, 
There was a documentary on on the making of uh, of He Man on Netflix a couple of years ago, and uh, as John mentioned, the toys that made us the toys that made us episode yeah. about uh, Masters of the Universe is fantastic. So that's kind of like resurging right now. But Turtles, in one way, shape, or form, has never really gone away. It might not be the same, but you know, you had the three original. Uh, live action movies you had the cgi movie which actually i i recommend that one if you've never seen it that was like around 2006 you had the two garbagey michael bay ones they did a couple years ago mm-hmm. you've had multiple cartoons like your kids just mentioned the comic is still going strong for uh, you also had the, the nintendo game oh, right? okay the nintendo game and uh the you know the arcade versions of that and that i will say i played quite a bit the original uh, nes Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Oh, the, the four-player um, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And you yep. couldn't visit a bowling alley or a uh, roller skating rink and not see that four-player uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. That's right. Uh, and those were, I mean, to this day, actually, when we pull out the old Nintendo, we'll pull out that game. Um, it, it lives on at least through that. All right. So there's some fandom there. So I'm not, I'm not going to bother with the, the grumpy old men there. But I'll ask you, John, and your kids are there. So I want to know each of your kids' answer. Favorite turtle. All right, George, you can... Uh, Corey Feldman. <laughs> and Corey Feldman was Donatello, right? He so was. who's your favorite? Uh, Raphael. Raphael. My favorite, my, my favorite as well. Good good choice. Good choice. Why Raphael? Raphael's like, well, yeah, have him come on. My, my opinion, he, he's he's like the, the tough guy. He's the loner. I don't know. Well, he's cool, but rude, right? And Anthony, what, what's your favorite? What? Ninja Turtle. Serpico. Michelangelo. Okay, we got a Michelangelo and Raphael. Party animal. Yeah. Party dude. Yeah. My nephew loves the turtles. He like watches all this stuff. And like the new ones, they're like like one of the guys does gadgets and builds stuff. Well, Don, that's Donatello. Donatello. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the Groover. You know. Somebody What's rides that? a skateboard? Michelangelo. Yeah. I think they all do to an extent, and it depends on the turtles are are very they cover a wide gamut. If you looked at the turtles from the '80s that um, that Laird and Eastman drew, it was it was a knockoff of Daredevil or Daredevil, yeah, because Stick is whatever uh, whatever Splinter. his name is, Stick. yeah, yes, yeah, Splinter, uh, Splinter yeah. And, and Stick. Uh, Daredevil fights the hand. The bad guys and turtles are the foot. And it was also it was also a dark like a ninja story. At the end of the first issue of the original run of Ninja Turtles, they kill, they kill the shredder. It ends there. And then it just, they, they go along with the story, but like, then you got, it became much more kid friendly and you got the Archie line of comics and you got the cartoons and it became more like we're these pizza eating, you know, these pizza eating guys with different colored masks and everything. So I think that they did a really good job, whoever, you know, not just Eastman and Laird, but marketing and everybody of making this something that like can reach a lot of people. And I think that's part of the reason why it's lasted so long. He, I think He-Man has a harder time because it's very much kind of of its time. But I do want to ask you guys, and Eugene, you brought it up. Did you actually watch the Kevin Smith um, show? And if so, were you as mad as like so many people were about <laughs> the fact that it was like very, very little He-Man in it? I did not watch the show but I did watch hours and hours of people on YouTube reacting to the show <laughs> and they'd play clips and I loved it. I, I mean, the people got so angry and I sort of get it. I mean, spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't seen it. You know, it's a He-Man show. 
I, even I thought the coming attractions for it looked good. I was like, wow, they're going to like make a serious He-Man. I thought it was going to be like, you know, Conan from the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger days. Uh, but instead they, they like, they think He-Man's dead within the first five minutes and it's like He-Man's female cousin or something like that. It was, you know, I guess, I guess the messages of the movie were not subtle in any way. It sort of hits you over the head and I just love how angry it made the internet. So I, 10 out of 10 for me. John, were you, did you watch it and were you someone that was either, did you go along with the new direction or were you let down by the, you know, cause the idea is He-Man does die in the first episode. And then it kind of becomes, it focuses on Tila and her like uh, realization of the fact that she never knew Prince Adam was He-Man. And it, it focuses on that for, I think, eight episodes. And then there's eight more episodes coming. Yep. And I, I think a lot of these fans were mad because He-Man died. If you don't know He-Man's coming back in the next eight episodes, let me have Tommy over here hit you in the head with a tack hammer. Um, but were you mad about it or were you like, I enjoy this? No, I, just I don't understand. Like yeah, I didn't understand really what the, uh, the anger was. I thought it was done pretty well, you know, and asked that interesting question, you know, what, what does it look, what does the show look like without He-Man, you know, and what would it, what, you know, what would happen from that point? So it was interesting. Right. Um, and I thought that it was pretty logically building to that second half when obviously he's going to return and, and it's going to go from there. Um, if anything, the, the only thing criti- you know, my criticism was that a Skeletor sounded a lot like the Joker. Um, yeah. Mark Hamill, of course, voices him. And he, I thought he went a little too far in, in sort of impersonating himself doing the Joker. I, I, totally that, agree, yeah. I thought it was really uh, kind of cool to see a different take on the series and, you know, kind of excited for the next uh, path. And, and kind of like we just talked about with the Turtles and the different variations. I didn't watch it. I watched that one and I, I thought it was pretty good. I'm not a Kevin Smith man, but I thought it was pretty good. But like a month later, didn't another He-Man cartoon drop on Netflix? That's like totally unrelated. I believe there's a written one for little kids. Yeah. Okay. There's is that what it for, is? Targeted for, for much younger kids um, that we haven't seen yet, but it looks like it's a real, like a, almost like a preschool, you know, early elementary target audience for that. All right. We never did actually answer Brian's question. So I do want to ask you that, John, has there ever been excluding your feelings on, on masters of the universe and TMNT, the movies, has there ever been a toy line to movie adaptation that you think was, was actually, whether it was done correctly or not done well. I mean, I think the the transformers movie, right. Um, we're big fans of that here. In fact, they just re-released it um, a couple of weeks, maybe uh, three, four weeks ago. They had like a two uh, two day re release of the original Transformers. Oh movie. right, Fathom Events and, or something. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that one. I, I guess you, know, you can look back and see it as dated, but I think that's a a good effort. Um, it's a fun movie, especially with the blazing uh, heavy metal and uh, um, <laughs> you, get, you got you got know, the touch, yeah, lasers and the, yeah, it's 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 a good one. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it depends on what your definition of good is, right? I think a lot of these older movies, you know, they're still popular because there's they're not cookie cutter. You know, these days they can do anything with special effects, but, you know, things tend to be a little formulamatic, tend to look a bit the same. And I think any of these old movies, whether it be, you know, these popular ones or Vinegar Syndrome, right, what they put out, it's because they stand out. You know, they, they really, maybe budgetary constraints are the reason they have to get creative, uh, but whatever, whatever it is, whatever route they take to get there, you end up with something unique and something that's, that's really difficult to replicate even today. Eugene, is there any chance that I can invite you and Brian back on and John too on the Pine of Comics to do an episode on Masters of the Universe, the movie, to make you watch it and talk about it? I because I I feel like now it's my I feel like it's my job now to get you to see this thing 
and actually base an opinion on the movie and not just on your thoughts on it. Yeah, sure. Can you, you can I, send me a couple of bucks? I'll do no, it for no, 20 bucks. Huh? I, we did way of the gun. We, we oh, did right. your movie. So, and I, and I, I, I still think you owe me for what was it? Arizona, which you guys talked about on your show, which I love your Arkansas. show. By the way. Arkansas. Arkansas. You know, you, you, you made me blind buy a DVD based on how much you loved it. And, and I'm out like $11 for the rest of my life. So I think you should come uh, on. You're the only one I know. Like, Oh, I just recommend that to two other people. Got messages back. How great that! Movie I was listening is. to the soundtrack the other day. Who? What's that band that does all the country? Uh, uh, Flaming Lips. Oh my Lips. god, they're so good! And yeah, Country Boy will survive in the arms of cocaine. Their versions of it. Ah. And I watched Old Henry, by the way. But I guess Brian, that'll be for our next. John will. John yes. uh, Manta will not like it. Oh no! Yeah, it do, it doesn't have Skeletor in it. There's um, no, yeah, there's no Robert Loggia. But it has people that were in Marvel movies. I don't care about Marvel movies. You guys are killing me with that. <laughs> so, John, uh, I do have another question. We talked about your collecting habits, um, and obviously I want to focus this on Masters because you have some stuff there. Are you the guy like me that, like, okay, so, like, right here, I got the, uh, the Coronation Starscream. I go out and I buy some of the figures that, like, I want, but I don't buy, like, the whole line. But you showed before, like, you've got some of the Super 7 American stuff. Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Road. Does he have the birthmark on his stomach too, or no? Yeah. Did they put it there? It's right. It's right yeah. there. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So, John, do you do you go out and do you you buy the whole lines of these things, or do you just go out and go? You know, I've got to have uh, I've got to have battle damage he man, or you know, I've got to draw a line somewhere. Or you guy goes and just goes, I go out, I go out and get all this stuff. You know, despite best intentions, it's difficult to get the whole line right, especially oh, yeah. something like what they do with Masters of the Universe. Um, you know, they did this, the classics line, right. Which was the line is so Mattel maybe back in 2000 and, um, 2008, 2009, they started doing this masters of the universe classics and they went crazy. So it was like every month and you could join like a he-man of the month club with them. Right. It wasn't really called that, but you know, they do that. They're, they're like a yearly subscription where every month, like you're getting four toys plus there's two additional ones. And we subscribed for a while. The kids were born in 2009. So they have a lot of those toys that we, we saved for them. But it became so crazy, right? They would do, you know, uh, an original version, you know, the, the way the original uh, He-Man concepts were, they would do versions of that. He-Man was, or there was a rumor that He-Man originally was packaged with Wonder Bread. Or there was oh, a, a Wonder, Wonder Bread, Bread He-Man, yeah. So they yeah, made yeah. Wondar, who's the Wonder Bread He-Man. Um, and it just kind of, you know, the, the dentist Skeletor, it just got so crazy. It's, it's impossible to keep up. So the intentions may, may be there, but I think it ends up being, you know, you get the ones that you really want to have uh, and then, you know, see what happens from there. Is there, is there like a golden grail figure from your childhood that maybe either you never got or maybe got destroyed? Is there something that like, if it was affordable to what you felt was affordable from your childhood that you would go, I've got to have that again. Like I've got to find that one. Yeah, for He-Man, I think two things. I never had uh, Snake Mountain. So, you know, the Super 7 Snake Mountain, right, kind of helps with that. And there was another another thing as well that they didn't make uh, for the, the Classics line, but they came out with it for the newest line, the Origins line, which is the uh, the Land Shark. Oh, is, is, when right? you roll that, does the mouth open when you roll it? So you roll it around and, yep, chomps. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> chomps, right? So right now, this is pretty easy to find. I think it's sitting in uh, Ansonia Target right now. 
multiple boxes of this guy. But for a while, this was difficult to find. And like, this was the thing that uh, just kind of escaped me, you know, back when I was five. Eugene's trying not to laugh at you, John, but it's. No, Eugene. So, <laughs> Eugene, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You know, Great movie. Yes. Uh, what Masters of the Universe figure appears, albeit, um, you know, in the background of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 in the radio station? Huh. Is it the guy with the head? Battle Ram guy? Is that even a character? I don't know. I can't. I can't Ram, name that's Ram Man. Ramrod. I lost. I lost my. Um. I lost my original version of him, but Moss Man is oh. there. Through, you can see him through the uh, through the glass, through the glass panel. Oh, and no just, kidding! Did During the, the radio did, broadcast, I think you can see him from behind, and I think from the front at, at one point or another. But did the, did the original a, Moss Man smell? Yes. The, the new Moss Man actually has a little odor as well, like yeah. a car freshener. Take him out of your mouth, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the first thing you're doing after you get a toy from the Ansonia um, Target? Well, John, I mean, here, here's a little trivia for your uh, for the viewers that are going to show up on the 20th at the Strand for Sci-Fi at the Strand uh, for Turtles, which would be the first movie. Um, and I don't know because I recently watched it for I had not I saw it in the theaters 30 years ago. I had not seen it again, and about um, January of this year we watched it again. As Is it the a show. Sam Rockwell cameo? That's what I was going to say. Uh, the Sam Rockwell. There's a, there's a bunch of uh like the the you just clans, ruined his kids. trivia. He said it was going to be did. trivia. He did. He, he was going to ask it as a question, Brian. He just blurted it out. He just blurted it out. That's okay. I didn't think. I thought it was going to be some dorky thing. Like no, and then no. it wasn't going to be like that. There was an incredible actor in this movie. I could yeah, mute. Oh wait, I could mute you. Seventeen year old or eighteen year old Sam Rockwell has a cameo at the end of the movie. That's okay. That's all right. I, I, John, did you know that, John? I don't think I did. I didn't. At the very end, when they when they uh, kind of come in and arrest everybody, he's like the lead kid for the Foot Clan, and uh, it's funny because you could totally tell it's him. I mean, it's, it's he's much younger, but he's still Sam Rockwell. He still has the look and everything. So keep an eye out for that uh, next well, next week, the twentieth, coming up this Saturday week, night. Saturday night. Um, I also you, didn't know that Splinter, I guess, is voiced by uh, Kevin Clash, who's the voice of Elmo. Elmo. Yep. And actually, another uh, trivia piece we uh, we kind of came across while doing the episode. And I want to say the episode is funny because as much as Eugene makes fun of it, my my co-host on the show, uh, Lloyd, is uh, is a couple years older than me, a couple years older than all of us. And so he is way past like this being a thing for him. We've done 200 and some odd episodes of the show. He's been on probably half of those. We've, and we've done a lot of movies. This one pissed him off to no extent he just could not fathom the turtle movie like at all like it, it just everything about it annoyed him he absolutely hated it um but what i wanted to bring up was uh the fact that jim henson when the final product came in uh and, and i don't want to i don't want to spoil the ending for anybody that might be going to the theater not seeing it but there's something that happens that's kind of really violent at the end of the movie and jim henson was super pissed off and threatened to take his name off of the movie in totality. And he, and he created his people created the suits and the animatronics and everything. And he got so mad. They, and, and this was actually the last movie uh, that had accredited Jim Henson um, or a credit to Jim Henson for his work before he died. He died a month after this movie came out. But um, so I don't want to say, I don't want to ruin it. It was but, that but bad. It's what happens to the shredder at the end of the movie. 
it's it's just it's a kid's movie kind of and it goes a little bit farther than what you would think they would go in a kid's movie and he literally told them that he was gonna he was gonna pull all of his stuff off of off of this thing which you know at the time he had some pretty big juice that might not have helped it obviously it didn't matter because he kept it on and the movie went on to make 18 trillion dollars so it's definitely better than the uh, Michael Bay one. Oh, the Michael Bay ones are the, the first Michael Bay one I thought was like watchable garbage. Is and that the where second one I, was unwatchable garbage? I, I watched that. I watched that one. That's the one where uh, Megan Fox plays a reporter. Uh, yeah, she's April yeah. O'Neil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then in the second <laughs> one, they get the guy who played uh, Arrow, uh, Stephen Amell. He plays Casey Jones. And yeah, it's just not good. All right. Maybe we should call it a night. You're the host, man. <laughs> Take us out. All right. John, thank you so much for talking Turtles, thank Masters of the Universe. Me. Thank you for having me. But once again, the most important part is is uh, an impassioned plea. Everybody out there, uh, if you've never been to any of these shows, including Larry's, uh, they're, they're awesome. They're a fun night, super cheap. John said $12. We'll get you two movies. That ain't going to get you one movie anywhere else. Uh, a raffle first hundred people are going to get Sean show that that poster again. Um, you're going to get one of these. If you're one of the first hundred people, um, the, uh, the strand is an awesome one uh, screen theater uh, from way back in the day. What forties maybe is it up for the forties and popcorn prices from way back in the day. The popcorn prices are from way back in the day. You're not going to pay uh, $20 for popcorn. You're going to nope. pay your four or $5. Get yourself a Snapple, get yourself a bottle of Coke. It's an awesome night. Uh, and like I said, John has done the Godzilla nights. He's doing the sci-fi at the strand. Now um, you're going to start off with turtles, 1990, move into masters of the universe, 1987. And uh, what's the, uh, where are the sites again, where anybody that sees this can go and get their tickets right now. Uh, Facebook, the strand theater or sci-fi at the strand, or of course you can give a call to uh, the strand theater or even guitar fixer, Bob guitar fixer bob and uh don't forget the raffles one more time you want to pull some of the raffle gifts out there this this is good stuff right here yeah we this got some good stuff. Uh, gifts we also have um some ninja turtle stuff too oh look at that oh super seven i love super seven stuff man. reaction yeah what is super uh, seven super seven is an incredible toy line uh that does five point of articulation three and three quarter figures based on I, I've got a I've got 150 of them escaped from New right, York. So it's Alien. a toy line. It's a toy line. It's a toy line. Yeah, that's all need to be said. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I nerded. I out mean, there. it's a, it's fine. I mean, it's just 18 points of articulation. Right here. Look. Okay. Look right here. Hold on. I I've got, I want to show you. This is. The, I listen. I did spend the afternoon looking at. This is a uh, Kane Me- from uh, what Alien with the face. Me- Miko figures or Mecco figures? How do you say those? Oh, Neko. Neko. Neka. Yeah. Neka. Okay. Yeah. I was looking at a bunch of like horror movie. Like I want, I was looking at uh, McCready, but it's like 58 bucks. Hey, you never saw this for you want a newt from aliens figure right there. Uh, that's that's a, that's I, was looking, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the articulation matters like, you know, back in 1985, right? Here's my, it's my 1985 Imperial Godzilla, five points of articulation. You know, you can't do too much. Yep. I've you got know. a, uh, a, a Bose remote control. At our age, aren't you just putting them on a shelf, guys? Come on. It's like, you know. Right, well, look, obviously, obviously. If you're, playing, obviously, if, if you're yeah, playing with them, if you're playing with them, that's just weird. I'm an in-the-box guy. You. I'm an in-the-box guy. Look at that. That's got a shell protector. I'm, this this goes on my wall. 
It's just not up yet. That's all. Hey, Spears is a liar. When my son was born, he got me this toy. Because my son is named Jack, and Jack Driscoll is in the original. Yeah, I got a room filled with toys. I'm not saying anything wrong with them. This is him upside down. Can your toys do this? (laughs) I have them fight Dusty Rhodes every night. I bet you do. That's creepy. That's creepy, Edgy. All right, so you want me to pull this out? This has been the uh, Naval Gazing, the Valley Independent uh, Podcast. Valley Independent Sentinel or Valley Indy. Valley Indy, I'm sorry. Pardon me. Uh, I'm John, and the more important part is you check out my show, Pine of Comics. You can find us on Facebook, Pint O Comics, at Twitter, at Pine of Comics, Instagram, Pint underscore O underscore Comics. Eugene, thanks for letting me do this. It's been fun. And uh, John, thank you for being on. And everybody out there, uh, go immediately get your tickets. And uh, next Saturday night, this Saturday night, the 20th, 7 p.m., go check out two very cool movies. Thank you. I have the power. Isn't that a He-Man thing? (laughs) For hundreds of years, we've brought you the news. Gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Changing market now threatens our lives. Post literation, critical reading, dumbed down nation, signs of inbreeding. TV sucking ideas from our head. Public discourse, just about dead. We'll ride the dinosaur. Yeah, right, the dinosaur. Our readers are in the...